Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. On today's episode, we have Michael Gorton, the founder of Teladoc. I'm really excited to have Michael on the podcast, especially with everything going on with COVID-19 and we're seeing more use of telehealth services during this time. And I, I think this is a really good point where things like that will continue to happen. Telehealth will be uh, very important in our health uh, care system moving forward. So without further ado, let's bring Michael on. Thank you to everyone who joined us on another episode of Slice of Healthcare. If you'd like to be a guest, please go to our website and fill out a form or send us over a direct message on Instagram or on Twitter, and we'll be sure to make something work and also take a look at our social links, which are in the show notes below. Thanks. This call is now being recorded. Thanks, Michael, for joining us on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. It's my pleasure, Jared. How's how's your day going today? Well, you know what? It's um, it's an extraordinarily bright and sunny day in Texas, all things considered. You know, with the COVID and everything, but um, wouldn't know it with all the people on the street, right? Yeah, it's uh, I'm out in Boston. Today's a little kind of overcast, but it seems like everyone's still out and about, which is interesting to say the least. Um, it's 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 cool because the families are out, you know, people are with their kids and their dogs, and um, something good is coming from this. Yeah, I think uh, families have had an opportunity to spend more time together than they've ever had been able to. Um, and that'll be a good thing for some and probably not so good for, for others that were, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <they're good. laughs> that are driving each other crazy. So we'll, we'll see what happens, um, out, out of all of this, but probably, probably a fair mix. To say the least. Yep. Uh, yep. Well, it's, uh, it's great to have you on the podcast. I know we just talked the other day and kind of went over some of what I wanted us to speak about on the call. I think it'd be great to kick things off with telling the audience a little bit more about yourself, like how your career started, where it's brought you today, and then we can kind of dive into a few other things. Okay. Well, you know, once upon a time, I wanted to be the first man on Mars. And so everything I did in my early life was based on that. And uh, so that meant I had to get a lot of education. And I was poor, so I had to figure out how to pay for it. And um, and then one day I realized nobody was going when I was young. So I thought, okay, what do, what do I do with all these cool things? Um, how about become an entrepreneur? And so uh, in, the, in the early 90s, uh, I left a big corporation and, and started falling on my face and getting kicked in the teeth a lot. And that's that's another way of saying I became an entrepreneur. <laughs> that's funny. Um, I'm I'm curious now that you brought that up, right? You want to be the first person on Mars. What is it? There's I'm trying. I've been trying to figure it out for a while. You have you know Bezos. He he's fascinated with space. Musk fascinated with space it seems like there's a lot of these tech entrepreneurs like yourself that are there's just such a fascination with space what is it about space that really interests you even at a young age and still does today 
Well, I think that the thing we all have in common is that we're like crazy adventurers. We like going, you know, I hate to quote an old Star Trek, but we like going places that no man has gone or woman has gone before. And so, <laughs> you know, that um, could be really scary and we could die, but um, we still like the concept of going. Yeah, it's. Yeah, and and you know for the names that you mentioned, all of us. The, I think the thing we have in common is that we all love the technology that we have to develop to get there. Yeah, and what's interesting is you know, your name and the names that I included. Everyone, and we'll get to this at some point, but everyone also not only states their interest in space. Everyone starts a, a space focused company at some point you know, out of the names I just listed. So we'll talk to that yours being back to space. Yeah, the cool um, ones, right? Just this, 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 those of us that are cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the cool ones for sure. Um, <laughs> well, and, and I do want to talk about back to space um, towards the, you know, mid to, to later part of the podcast. Um, you know, given the, the COVID-19 time that we're in, I do also want to dedicate some time to um, and, and you've told this story on numerous occasions, but just kind of a, the quick version, I guess, is I'd love to hear more about how Teladoc started and uh, what I guess you saw when you first were starting things up that made you want to like dive into that venture. And uh, I have a couple other questions after that. Well, okay, so we can go back to Intrepid Adventurer. Um, I have a lifelong friend named uh, George Byron Brooks, comma, MD. Um, and he and I were climbing Kilimanjaro in 2000. And um, he had this idea. And, uh, you know, when he first told me, I said, yeah. uh, but the more I thought about it, and the more he pushed on, the more I liked it. So we could say that um, uh, Teladoc was born in Africa on the slopes of Kilimanjaro. Wow. That's, that's, yeah, that's just that alone. That part of the story is, um, you know, how many company, how many companies can say that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, so that's I, you know, I think you read, I think you read the article that I wrote on LinkedIn and, and I said, you know, for those of you that are wondering, there are unicorns on Kilimanjaro. You just have to go <laughs> find them. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so Dr. Brooks, so Dr. Brooks and I, you know, we started working on this and he, uh, he, you know, he was, is an amazing engineer and a medical doctor. And, you know, we built the model, we tested it. Um, and of course, this is, this is why there's such a stark contrast between 2002 when we started building this, 2004, when we first went to one of the boards of medical examiners and today. So in 2004, they, we told them the story about how we're gonna change medicine, we're gonna deliver doctors to patients, you know, less expensively, more efficiently, we'll get doctors to patients, at the time we were saying in under three hours. And, and they told us, if you build this company, you're gonna go to prison. And, and they weren't joking. So, you know, and, and now, so, and, and over these years, since 2004, there have been many times when I thought, my gosh, it might actually happen. You know, the, uh, the, 
the times that we face challenges from medical boards and we had to figure out ways to communicate and give them what they wanted and, and help educate them. To just a few weeks ago when we had a watershed moment and now the boards are screaming for um, the kind of access you get with telemedicine. And so, you know, you'd never want a, a pandemic to, to make everybody realize the value proposition. But this has been my baby for so long. I've been so proud of her for so long. And now the world finally sees. It's amazing. And, and um, uh, one of the nation's best doctors is Richard Boxer. And Boxer called me a couple weeks ago and he said, telemedicine is going to save millions of lives and it's going to save tens of thousands of lives in this pandemic alone. And um, so there we are. You know, we came from if you do this, you're going to go to prison to where we are now, which is it's going to save tens of thousands of lives. Wow. It must be, it must be that, and, and so, so, so Jared, you and I have something in common, and that is we like we like to reach out and, and inspire people. And so I would I what, what I would tell not you because you know this, but all of the people that <laughs> listen to you that you know in life we have these really difficult challenges, and um, and if we could figure out ways to get through them, maybe we'll have these watershed moments where somebody like Richard Boxer calls you and says. Thank you for doing this. You're going to save lives. Yeah, it's it's certainly um, like those type of moments are make make even diving into entrepreneurship and building company like hearing hearing like that type of um, thing, right? Especially in the time that we're in, must must have felt incredible. It it certainly did. One of the things when you and I chatted the other day as we were kind of laughing about it a little bit. Um, it was, we were, we were talking about how hard it was for you in the early stages to convince doctors to join the platform because there, there wasn't as many patients leveraging like telemedicine technologies back, back then. Um, I, I'd love to hear a little bit more about that and then uh, kind of hear your thought on how crazy it is to see the growth of which you just kind of alluded to a little bit of, uh, of telemedicine today. So in the beginning, you know, we we tried um, getting the doctors, um, and what we got was a lot of resistance. Um, doctors are not technologists, and they're um, they're often not good businessmen. But they're as we as we probably all agree right now. I love the current memes where you have you know, Superman and Batman and Flash and then a doctor, you know, because that's really true. Doctors yeah. are saving lives and people are finally recognizing them for it. But, in, you know, in the beginning of Teladoc, what we realized was what problem could we solve that would resonate then and then drive the process to get to this watershed moment we're at now. And, um, you know, the, the thing that we realized was that there's a lot of patients that have maybe recurring things that are minor. They kind of know what it is. Um, and you, in the United States, we have a pretty good 
healthcare system whereby, you know, I can call my doctor today and, uh, and be able to see that physician typically within a couple of days. But, you know, if it's Monday, you're not feeling well and you have to wait till Wednesday or Thursday, my gosh, is there a better way to do this? And so that's what we said. We said, all of us who have friends who are a doctor, we pick up the phone, hey, Byron, you know, I've got X, Y, Z. And he says, oh, okay, I know exactly what that is. Um, here's how you treat it. And um, so that's what we wanted to do. And, and so we went to the patient first and we said, Let, we'll build a, an engine that gets a doctor to you really fast and, and less expensively than going to a clinic or a, a doctor's office. And so that's what resonated in the beginning. That's how we built Teladoc. And, um, and what we did was we found physicians that kind of understood it. And, um, you know, we started with 50 physicians and then 100 physicians and, and now, you know, I think tens of thousands of them doing it. And for the physicians, the thing that we said was, okay, listen, primary care doctors at the time were making $150,000 a year, roughly. And to get that, they needed to work 12 hours a day, six days a week. They never really got to get away. I mean, sure, they'd take vacations, but patients could flow through the system to them wherever they were, you know, in Paris or Kilimanjaro, right? And yep. so what we said was, okay, we've got a model where you can stay home and you can work eight hours a day, five days a week, and not $150,000, but $250,000. And that was the model we built for Teladoc. So we made it really easy for doctors. And we were able to, in the beginning, sort of cherry pick. But one of the problems we had, Jared, was that um, we wanted to be in all 50 states. And Idaho, we might have had 10 patients. And that 10 patients may mean one consult per year. And so how do you keep the Idaho doctor happy? That was a problem we had to solve. And, and um, you know, one of the guys, I don't take credit for any of this. You know, I was the main cheerleader at Teladoc. All of the people around me were the geniuses. I just found ways to get them the resources they needed. But one of, somebody said, let's, let's get our best doctors and license them and pay for licensing in as many states as they want. And make sure that Idaho is one of them or Iowa or Montana or, you know, states where we had small populations. So they would still get a doctor in 12 minutes or $35. So we call that program Super Doc. And it goes back to my little meme a few minutes ago about Superman, you know, and Batman yeah. and the doctor. Uh, so our Super Docs, we would license in 20, 25 states. And, um, and then when somebody in a low population state called, we'd still get them a physician in 12 minutes for $35. And, you know, we did this the other day as well. And I, I was sharing with you a little bit about, um, you know, Slice of Healthcare is the podcast, but the, the company I started is Block Health and really making life easier for healthcare administration and uh, professionals and getting them licenses, renewing licenses, getting them enrolled with the insurance payers and, going through the primary source verification process. So they're, they're verified and can provide care to patients. Um, and that's one of the things that, you know, we've been really focusing on. It's, as you know, with those tasks that I just list, there's such a, 
a there's so many duplicated efforts and a lack of transparency in the process. And as far as I'm concerned, when you when you put together you and your team that super doc program, I mean, it was clear just hearing when you said it the other day, just well ahead of its time too. Um, you were willing to, you knew what it took to um, make life easier for the physicians that you wanted to work with and it clearly paid off, right? Right. They, um, the, our goal from the physician perspective was to find points of resonance. And, you know, I could tell some great stories. One of my favorite um, physician stories is husband and wife. Um, she's, I can't remember, a radiologist or an anesthesiologist. She's making a whole bunch of money. She's pregnant. The baby is born. He's a GP, you know. They sat down at the kitchen table and said, okay, who stays home? The one that's making 500K and working, you know, 10 hours a day, five days a week, or the one who's making 150K. But, you know, in his particular case, he was, a, he was the one that stayed at home. And he's like, I still want to practice medicine. And what's this thing called teledoc? So we had, we had situations like that. We had physicians that were retired, but they still wanted to practice. They didn't want to go into the clinic. Um, we had we had a physician who was in a terrible car crash and was not able to get around, um, but his brain was still as sharp as could be. And so, you know, we found those kinds of people, and we gave them an avenue uh, to to continue practicing medicine. Wow. Yeah. See, it's those types of stories are great, right? You provided. Uh, a way for that family in that case to have flexibility, but still produce income as well, doing what, you know, doing what they went to school for, doing what they love in many cases. Right, right. No, that's great. Cool. Well, I want to kind of, I guess, um, unless there's anything else you want to add with Teladoc, I'd like to, as we get towards the end of this podcast, shift focus slightly. I, I know after Teladoc, um, which it, uh, I'm sure it still seems like yesterday, but it's been about what, since, since you last dealt with Teladoc, how it's been a while now, right? And then you've had several other yeah, ventures since years. then. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Time nine flies. Years. <laughs> you know, we, pa we passed the baby to Jason Gorvik and Jason and his new team have done a fabulous job. So if I'm the dad and he married, he married my baby, good job, Jason, you You've done well. You know the team you've done well. So yeah, it's uh. So once once you were done with Teladoc, you had a couple other businesses, um, but I really want to focus on your most recent venture. And I know you're you're also on a, a couple different boards today as well, right? Um, and right. I think you mentioned summer in the telehealth space. That's correct. Um, cool. Okay. And, um, so you've always, you've always still stayed connected to the, the telehealth space. And then we go back to something I'm sure you wanted to start from a very young age. Since you mentioned your space aspirations, you have this company now back to space. Can you tell us a little bit about it and how things got going? Sure. So, you know, if, if you look at NASA and the accomplishments of humanity in space. I think 
that one of the most significant accomplishments in the history of mankind has to be first missions to the moon. You know, what we did back in the 60s was impossible. And, um, and so the, the astronauts, the engineers who did that are in their 80s or, or, or older. And um, with that space, I get the opportunity to work with those guys. So, you know, imagine, I mean, we're the, the modern day Christopher Columbus or Marco Polo or pick your uh, great explorers. Um, those are the Apollo astronauts who went to the moon and walked on that surface and, and all came home safely. So, you know, first of all, I get, I, I, I know them. They're, they're my friends now. And um, so, how could you want anything, you know, greater than that? Uh, but but there there is a, an issue that we're trying to solve, and that is we want people to be inspired like they were in the 60s and 70s. Now everybody picks on the millennials, and maybe rightly, maybe not correctly, but the the baby boomer and Gen X generations produced more science, technology, art than the entire history of mankind combined. So another way of saying that 35,000 years of science, technology, art, music, et cetera, was eclipsed by one generation. Not meaning that they beat every um, any other generation, meaning if you added 35,000 years all together and compared it to what happened between 1960 and 1985, more was done. So, um, you know, how can we make that happen again? And I think that's all about inspiration and that's what Back to Space is trying to do. We are, we are trying to inspire people to achieve at the level that, that the baby boomers and the generation Xers did. That's really cool. Must be so fun for you too. Like you mentioned, you've been into space since a young age, and now you get to create this business that um, you know gets to inspire people and inspire people towards something that you're so passionate about as well. And and you know what? I guarantee you, some of your listeners are. And so you know, I would say if you're listening to this and you're passionate about this too, or about telemedicine, you know. Reach through Jared back to me and help me, you know, because there's a thousand problems still to be solved in in uh, telemedicine, and there's a million problems to be solved as we, you know, solve all the technology issues and, and move to the moon and Mars and beyond. Absolutely, yes. If anyone uh, wants to connect with me after after the. Um, after the podcast airs, my contact information will be on the show notes and happy to relay uh, any, any connections over to you, Michael, for, for interested parties. Yeah. Um, that's really I had for you today on the podcast. What I will do is I'll, I'll throw a couple links in the show notes to, um, you know, your current, uh, your current venture and um, as well as some of the other companies you worked on in the past. So people can kind of check those out and, once again, thanks so much for, for joining us. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Jared, I very much appreciate it. Great. Well, look forward to staying in touch with you. Uh, be well. And um, I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. Okay.
Thank you. wanted to share a quick word from our sponsor, Block Health. Block Health is unlocking healthcare professional data, making it easily shareable. Today, they have created a credential sharing platform that allows healthcare professionals and organizations to easily upload, share, and view core credentialing files and fill out their smart universal common application, which allows them to get state licenses, go through state renewals, get credentialed, get enrolled with payers, and many more tasks. To learn more about Block Health, please go to www.blochealth.com.